nice spot here, huh? A little getaway. Just kick your feet up so we can see the... My boats. Look at that. Oh, get comfortable. Look at this guy. <laughs> Let's do this interview, brother. <laughs> That's Colby Armstrong, I'm Josh Getzoff. This is The Shift, and you know, sometimes you get some people in life where you identify them with a certain thing. Some people got great hair, some people like Colby and I have huge noses. <laughs> the beard, Brett Kiesel. Look at that. The beard is Still like... majestic, right? The beard has like a life of its own, right? And it, do you think the beard changed your life a little bit? Big time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Big time. Even yeah. Yeah, it's starting to it's starting to mature. It's starting to get where it needs to be. Winter warmth. Yeah, it's starting to become scarf worthy. Uh, it, it totally changed my life. Grew it out in 2010 as kind of a accessory to my hair. I was growing my hair out too. Really coming from the cup win yeah. the year before 2009 to see all these guys like. So you stole it from hockey. I I totally ripped it from hockey. I don't know if anyone has a beard like yours, obviously, but say, if there's yeah. a guy to steal it and bring it over to football, it's you. Well, I thought, you know, Thornton and Brent, Brent Burns oh, yeah. both got some sauce on their chin. There's some good beards in the hockey world, <laughs> but uh, the whole playoff beard and watching those guys and, you know, you grow your beard, even if it's a little shady, like you even. Yeah, patchy, neck beard. I actually had awful. to shave this morning because I didn't want to, you know. You didn't want to put me down? Yeah. yeah. I appreciate yeah. you looking yeah. so clean. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, and then uh, we went all the way to the Super Bowl, you know, right. and and, uh, and we didn't end up winning, but... Um, it was fun because afterwards we got to do something great and came up with Sheer to Beard and yeah. uh, we raised uh, a million bucks for Children's Hospital and kids fighting leukemia. That's awesome. uh, Aaron Smith, his son Elijah had a, a battle with leukemia when I was playing that kind of yeah. inspired me and, and uh, it's just been amazing, you know, and if you're from around here, you know, Steeler fans go crazy in supporting the team. and. Uh, where else other than Pittsburgh can you find someone to come to a, pay to come to a mountain man makeover yeah. and like, it's you awesome. know, watch a guy shave. You've come and helped. Yeah, times, I love it. So. It's a great event. You've raised tons of money. What I, when was the last 10 years, right? Yeah, it's been awesome. It's been awesome. And, uh, I, I just think of the beard and like the, like we all talk about like branding now, right? Like you were doing that before we were talking about yeah. it as an athlete with the beard and it turned into its own thing, as you said, with the, did, do you think it helped you to, I, like, you got to intimidate people in your sport, right? Like, you're chasing down those quarterbacks you're not kind of supposed to touch, but... Oh, I look like a cupcake under You look under insane this, out you know? there, right? And with this, it definitely adds, adds some meat to the table. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it's been great because it kind of, you know, you play a little bit of a character and, and uh, you go out there and, and you feel good. You look good, you feel good, you play, play good. good, baby. That's a great it saying, man. <laughs> it's so true though, right? Yeah, it's, it's so all true. about confidence. It's yeah. all about belief in yourself. It's all about swagger, you know? Yeah. And if you don't have those things, like you're gonna second guess, you're gonna question. So I tell young kids too, you know, go out there and believe in yourself and and play hard. As long as you're playing hard, you know, when the game can go either way, you, you know you can be proud of what you did. You had to grind. Like, you weren't like a high first-round pick. You did get drafted, but still, it, like, you, you battled your way and grinded in there. So the, the beard's very fitting of a hard-working dude in Pittsburgh, <laughs> yes, yeah. right? Mold, yeah. yeah, so grow, grew up in a real small town in Wyoming called Gray Bowl. Uh, awesome name. Like, was a great like name. it's hey. named after an old albino buffalo that roamed there, bison, and that's where the town got its name. Yeah, I graduated with like 37 kids in my <laughs> class. You know, real small school. We had to really work to get kids to come out to play football, like encourage kids, come on, we need a team. So were you like the 60 minute men going on there? We, yeah. you had to always play both ways, yeah. you know, when you got old, older and, and uh, it was an awesome 
youth, yeah. like played basketball, ran track, won, won, we won my first championship in basketball. Basketball was my first love. I thought, you know, I would go to the NBA and, and be a hoop star. And, and then what changed? And then I always fouled out, like. <laughs> just a little too physical, right? Yeah, I always fouled out. I was always getting in trouble and always in foul trouble. And so I was like, I got to play something where it's a little more physical and football just fit perfectly. And um, I was able to get recruited but to BYU and, and I get a full ride scholarship to BYU. And, you know, I thought everything was great. And, and it was kind of a culture shock. I went down there from a town of little over a thousand people to a class yeah. that had yeah. a thousand people in it. And I was like, you know, no one's gonna miss me. I'm gonna go fishing. And uh, <laughs> my grades started to drop. I started to have a little bit of trouble on the field too, cause I was always pushing guys around. And then when I got to college, I was getting pushed around and I'm yeah. like, this is weird, you know? And, and I just had, I struggled a little bit and I ended up losing my scholarship. I had to go to, a little town called Ephraim, Utah, which is funny, is where my dad grew up. And uh, there's a little college there called Snow College. And so I, I was able to still play football there and I switched from tight end to defense. And, and it just, it was a crossroad in my life. You know, yeah. I realized my opportunity that I was letting slip through my fingers that I'd worked so hard for in high school. And I uh, was able to turn my life around and focus and and really go after this goal that I'd had since I was in like fifth grade of being a pro. It was perfect, you know, it was just a slap in the face I needed yeah. and uh, got, my, got it together and I could go back to BYU, I could transfer back to BYU and, and I was able to do enough there to get drafted in the seventh round, the 242nd pick right here in Pittsburgh and that was the best thing that ever happened to me. Wow, what a journey. How'd you find out about that? Well, it's not a call, you know, you want to make home that's, hey, I lost my scholarship. Yeah. You know, and, and it was a real huge disappointment. Yeah. And um, you never want to, you never want to fail in those amazing opportunities that you get. And I was failing and, you know, it was just one of those like kicks in the rear that I needed to to realize like I've only got a few years left. If I'm gonna go after this, I need to I need to dig in and and I dug into my academics, I dug in in the weight room and I just really focused, you know, and, and it was able to be just enough <laughs> to slip in right at the end to Pittsburgh. And uh, I knew nothing really about Pittsburgh. I mean, I knew the Steelers, but like the town, I thought it was still smoky and steel everywhere. and. You know, I, I just seen pictures of it and yeah. it looked dark and gloomy. And I came here and it was beautiful. Yeah. And yeah, you no. pull through Fort Pitt Tunnel. That's and, the best, yeah. You know, Heinz Field. It's like a was hidden over. gem, right? I feel like it's a hidden gem oh my to be gosh. able to be here. It's a diamond. Everything yeah. was like reflecting, yeah. you know, and I just yeah. felt like this amazing feeling to be here. Let me ask you this. If you didn't stink at school and get culture shocked <laughs> and get sent to another school and like you would have been a higher pick, right? Uh, I don't know. I really, you know, coming Come out of high school, I, I don't know. <laughs> you might have. I, I definitely feel like if I would have been more assertive as a younger player and uh, not had such a shock and, and uh, was able to push through some of those uncomfortable moments yeah. and, and adversity when I was younger, yeah. I maybe, yeah, could have been higher and things could have been different, but I'm grateful all those things happened. You yeah. know, I'm so grateful I went through those things and, and grateful that I was able to be a seventh round pick here in Pittsburgh and have to grind my way up through the rankings there too. In any sport, they talk about character. And you know, even now you post-career, like what you learned from that and then you know, having you know, an empty stomach attitude almost of like being hungry to chase what you wanted to and realizing that, like it shaped you. Right? 100%. 100%. When your back's against the wall, you learn a lot about yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, you learn a lot about how you're going to respond and, and, and the steps you're going to take to get out of that situation. Yeah. So uh, getting that definitely helped me. And, and in times when I was a rookie and getting knocked around and, and not knowing what I was doing and my coach telling me I was going to get no way I was making the team and, 
You know, those times you have to have that belief, you know, you have to have that belief in yourself and trust and, and, uh, and, and cause if you lose it, you're done. I wonder too, with that mindset, like you see guys as you're progressing in your career before you retired, younger guys coming in, maybe similar types of strokes to their identity, looking at you saying, Hey, this guy rose up from, you know, seventh round pick kind of floundered a little bit in the beginning of his college career carved out a two-time Super Bowl champion career. I mean, how much did you kind of use that to, to teach these guys? It's a badge of honor for me right. to have the history that I have coming through Pittsburgh, you know, being a late round pick and, mm -hmm. and fighting up through special teams and, and making it to a starter. And like you said, winning a couple trophies and really having and being a part of an amazing defensive team and uh, you know, it's definitely something that I'm so proud of. And when young guys would come in and be lower round draft picks, I would always grab them around the neck, you know, and, and tell them, like, it can be done. You know, you got to focus. You got to do your homework. You got to know your playbook. You can't yeah. make mental mistakes, um, but it can be done. And, and uh, it's not where you're drafted. If people come in free agents. I mean, it's not it. It's getting your foot in the door. And once it's in the door, it's up to you to take advantage of that opportunity. Yeah, so grabbing young guys, and I get the sense that it wasn't just a guy in your position or on defense. And I don't understand this. I don't understand football dressing like locker room dynamic because in hockey it's totally different well, it's a huge locker room it's right? crazy football, like it's we were crazy. talking about this you guys are kind of like grouped by your position and in hockey yeah. you got you're sitting next to a defenseman possibly, yeah right? and and yeah. so like i can see you as a person i want to i kind of called around uh, some of your teammates so i was like <laughs> what's the it. dynamic like what's <laughs> what's the big diesel the beard rolling in the room like what's what's he like in there because i see you as this like you know, social butterfly and you can kind of talk to everyone and it's a gift he has. It's a gift. It's a gift. And what he was like in the room. And I, I everyone said you, you've, you got, you got around all the circles. You made it to, you know, every single person and whether it was defense, offense or whatever it was. And, you know, what, what's the dynamic in the room like and how did you picture it in your head where I think most fans picture it as oh, offensive line hangout, D guys hangout, you know, special teams guys do their own thing. There's definitely clicks, you know, every locker room's going to have yeah. it, every, everywhere, every classroom's going to have clicks. I mean, there's definitely clicks and groups that stick together. Um, offense stays together a lot. Usually the offensive lines, lockers are all together there mm -hmm. and and then the defensive lines, lockers are all there together and the receivers and quarterbacks and vice versa all the way kind of around the room. Uh, when I got in the locker room, I wanted to be kind of over by the offensive guys because those Kendall Simmons was first round pick and he was a friend of mine. And so a lo locker came available right there when I got kicked out of mine. <laughs> Because I was right between Jason Gildon and Lee Flowers, you know, two big-time veterans on the team right then. And, Gildon's and, jacked. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Ridiculous. I was, I was, those guys were so good to me, though, yeah. you know, as a rookie. And, uh, but they moved me over there, and, and Heath Miller came in, and he was right there. And so I was kind of in the middle of the offensive guys, my locker room on the south side. Um, and I don't know. I've just – I think it came from high school – when you're playing all the positions and you're, and you're playing both ways and you know in order to be successful, it takes everybody, yeah, you know, yeah. and, and you've all got to be together and you've all got to be cool with one another and trust each other. And so I just really tried to, you know, get to know people in every position and, and uh, you know, be a leader and, and, and uh, part of that's just being a good teammate. Did you or did you not, you mentioned before, was bringing in the, the, you know, jerky and venison, a way of bribing everyone. Is that part of the plan? I totally know. I totally know how to, to bribe. That's right. Get guys on my side. And then you ask them, Hey, I'm doing this uh, event. I need you to show up. And they're Here's like, I'm venison. sorry, I can't. And you're like, you what? <laughs> Just feed the boys. You, you know? remember that uh, jerky I gave you? That's going to be done. Okay. Oh, where's the hunting up that way? So yeah, we uh, first time I came out here was with Merrill Hodge and Mark Bruner. I was a rookie, and I came from Wyoming, and uh, 
you know, they said, hey, you like to hunt and stuff? I was like, yeah. And they told me they had this pheasant hunt out here in Bridgeville. I was like, oh man, awesome. And when I came, they had this big five stand right here. So you pull up, there's guns going off all over and all these birds fly, you know, just like clay birds flying out for everyone to practice. And it was just amazing. And then uh, we went up on the hill and hunted. They put out, you know, birds for us and the dogs. It's amazing to watch the dogs work. That's my favorite part is these dogs are trained so well and great at retrieving and great at finding the bird after you get it. And so, uh, yeah, we became a team thing and I've kind of taken it over since and done probably like 14 pheasant hunts out here with guys that had never hunted before and kind of introduced them to the wild yeah. and, uh, you know, teach them a little bit about, you know, how I grew up and it's great for team building. Like, I totally believe in getting your guys away from work and getting outside and spending time together or getting around a campfire. A lot of magic can happen that way. But, you know, just beginning, you know, it's kind of crazy because the birds can startle you. They're like hiding out there. Yeah, and, and is, there, is there feet, because I know a little bit about it. I did it randomly. Veteran. There's, there's female and males. Obviously, you have to identify the male like right away. There's like the tail, right? Yeah, the rooster. The rooster. So is there is that a situation here too or no? It's just yeah, pretty standard. Yeah, mostly we're hunting here is pheasant. So the pheasant rooster has a ring neck, like a white ring around his neck and a real long tail. The hens are like camouflage colored, more of a brown color. But it's, you know, the big trophy when you can get the big, big rooster yeah. with the long tail. And yeah, it's... Growing up in Wyoming, you know, there was a lot more wild birds. Yeah, was there lots of pheasant hunting there? Because isn't North Dakota like the big, or is it South Dakota? They have that big, like year long. South Dakota's, yeah. South, yeah, it's crazy, right? It's unbelievable. Like <laughs> We should do that. You run out of bullets. I really? mean, that's how they're just so many. Because you think those are the grasslands, those are the plains, you yeah. know, and it's just grass everywhere. So feed everywhere for the birds and, uh, yeah, they got to have hunters to control the population a little bit. That's your happy place though, right? Being I outside. do love hunting, you know, I love being outside, being out in nature and, and doing things outside as I feel like right at home. Mother Nature, she watches over me and takes care of me and helps me when, you know, I need healing. And, and uh, like when I was playing, it's physically and mentally brutal being a player and, and the, the stuff you go through, the ebbs and flows of the game, your body, you're trying to keep up with your family and, you know, making sure you're a good dad and everything at home. And it can be taxing. And so for me to even just go take my dogs for a walk or go outside and smell the fresh air, you know, it, it does me good. It does my mind good and yeah. my soul good. You know, being from where you're from with that as your background and obviously a love, how I guess lucky you were to be in this place too, right? Like Pittsburgh. I remember when I first came here, it's like the first day of hunting, like no one went to school. <laughs> I was like, what That's the, the state, yeah. yeah. I'm like, what the heck is this? Cause I'm from Saskatchewan, Canada, where hunting's pretty big, but I never heard of it like this. Like it's, there's just a love for the outdoors here. And you know, those seasons and those, those on the, on the calendar, those days. No doubt, huge outdoor, you know, mountain man population <laughs> around here. When I first came here, I wasn't sure either. Yeah. And I remember when hunting season came, all these guys were parked like right off the road, getting out of their trucks, like full orange <laughs> head to toe. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, this is how they do it around here, around the city, you know, cause there's obviously a ton of deer Tons. still around the city. Yeah, and, yeah. And uh, then you read the paper and there's like brutal attack on man that's sitting in tree stand yeah. by another man who said it was his tree stand <laughs> or whatever. I mean, and so I was like, holy moly, I got to figure out. It's like how Hunger to Games hunt for hunting. Here. Yeah. And it was way different, you know, hunting here with the woods and stuff. Yeah. You know, we out in Wyoming, it's a lot of wide open. You can kind of spot and stalk what you're going after here. You kind of got to sit and wait and make sure I feel like you got to be a bit more lucky here right because you're because so many trees it's just so different I'm from the same areas like you are so yeah. like open prairie they can see you from like miles and miles away but it's it's wild you have to learn yeah. I mean you have to learn hunt food sources and kind of get between where they like to sleep and where they like to eat and pattern them a little bit but I didn't grow up hunting this way so I had to learn it I had 
you know, many times like sitting up a tree going, what am I doing up here? I, I, I'm terrible at this because I wasn't seeing any and, you know, but I figured it out. You know, the thing's interesting too, you mentioned bringing guys out here. Army and I were talking about this. You kind of had that leadership quality to you with just what you've said you've done, but also within the room. You know, it's kind of interesting that you were able to bring that into the football realm too. Yeah, well, I tr we all try and teach young players and fortunately for me veterans taught me this is like make sure you just be yourself like be yourself don't try to play like someone else or don't yeah, try yeah. and it's okay to emulate someone else but but never lose sight of where you come from and 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 how you're built inside you know and that's always been a big factor of my life is the outdoor world we had a thousand acre ranch growing up in wyoming and you know, we did everything on horseback, right? You know, working cows and hunting as well. And uh, it was, you know, an amazing childhood. I felt like I was John Wayne growing up, you know? And, and uh, so I'm You're proud like of Duttons, that. You're like the Duttons, man. You're I'm, like the Yellowstone, the Duttons. <laughs> I'm proud. This is actually my brand here on my go. hat. Uh, yeah, I, I have cows out here. I mean, I kind of brought that lifestyle out here and yeah. run, run some longhorn cows out here. And, do things on horseback and so it's I know that that was a special childhood I was so lucky to grow up you know doing that stuff it's a unique sure. way of life and when I was digging ditches and pounding post holes I didn't really feel that way but since you get older you look back and reflect and you're like man that was amazing I got to do that you know what I think's interesting though you mentioned the camaraderie in the room I mean there's no secret in sports doesn't matter the sport there's egos top to bottom you seem to bridge that gap like I don't know if you know this but Colby's pretty good friends with Sidney Crosby and I'm not saying an ego thing but like he's obviously one of the best players in the world and you're pretty friendly with him you've seen how he operates I know you're very friendly with Ben Roethlisberger yeah. I mean like how do you kind of deal with that in the sense of this guy's even playing field in my mind as a teammate and a friend as the second string cornerback that I'm working with in practice and something like that. Yeah, it's, I think it's just, I don't know, it comes down to your personality. It comes down to how you feel you are as a leader on how you approach things. I mean, those, those guys are Crosby and Ben are hall of fame type players, you know, great players and, and, uh, and limelight players. Right. Um, I was more of like a Z type player, like below. And so I was used to, you know, the guys on special teams when we were on the fringe of the team and just barely being allowed in the circle. It was like, we got to be cool with each other, you know, and we yeah. hung out with each other. We stuck together and we did things. And then, you know, you work your way up into a starting role and it's like, oh, you guys are cool too. And, you know, it's just, you kind of bond together. Yeah. and. And I think that's just what I've always tried to do is, is bond with my team and, and get to know my team and get, have them get to know me. And that way, when we went out and compete, we had like a special bond. Well, I think with your gifts too, like your talent is just personality as a person lends itself that you're different than a lot of people too that way where you can, you know, I guess manipulate a big group of guys like a football team because of your ability to know everyone. Is there like a moment like, you know, I talked to Sweez, Sean Sweezum, your old oh, old Sweezy kicker. Sweezy. Yeah, great guy. He said he was like a you were an emotional like leader, not afraid to raise your voice, very you know positive. Is there a moment that sticks out to you with that, like where you had to step up and be like, "All right, boys, gather around, <laughs> gather around, everyone, circle <laughs> <Yeah>. up." <laughs> Someone bring me a soapbox. Yeah. <laughs> Did you ever have to get on there? I imagine there's moments through games at halftime or a practice where it wasn't as good or you have to rally the troops. Yeah. You're a voice that can stand there and do that because I think you had that presence, right? Yeah, I think uh, I was fortunate when I was younger, I think second or third year maybe, uh, Mr. Dan Rooney, I was walking out to my car after practice and um, he was there too and I kind of passed him, pat him on the shoulder and, and he said, hey, and Kiesel, and I was like, yeah, I mean, What's up? What did I do? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. And uh, he's like, you know, you're doing really good out there. You know, you're flying around and, and you you bring passion to work. Like guys like being around you. He's he's like, I want you to be more of a vocal leader. And that really caught me off guard because at the time we had Alan Fanick in there, 
We have Jerome Bass. All these bigger names yeah. and bigger guys in the hall people that you kind of feel unworthy, right? Right. Yeah. Right, especially when you're younger and in the locker room and you know that leadership core is established mm -hmm. and they're doing a great job. Um, Joey Porter. So it was, I was kind of caught off guard and, and he's like, just do it in your own way. You yeah. know, you don't have to, you don't have to go in and try and, and take over. He's like, I'm not saying that. Just be a leader in your own way and be encouraging and you know, because guys are going to follow you. And that really meant a lot to me. It really, I don't know. this Confidence. Like, yeah, this yeah. like feeling of pride came in me that I was doing things right and yeah. that the owner, you know, would have enough trust to tell me that. And, and I think that just got me going. It was kind of a little jump start I needed to start speaking up more in practice. It was more practice. Day-to-day, -day, right? Like the day-to-day is a grind. Day to day, and, and you gotta let you gotta show them too. You can't just talk about it. You gotta be about just it. Just that preparation you know? aspect. Yeah, yeah, you gotta be about it. You can't go out and say we need to tear this team up, <laughs> and then you go out and get blasted, you know, yeah. and knocked all over the place. And yeah. so it's just about being accountable and and having belief in yourself and and going out there and spilling that to the rest of your team yeah so i get i got always got asked like where do you get you know where do you get this from or where do you get that trait from or especially team sports like i was an outgoing guy i talked to everyone i i liked having fun every day and i think you're kind of the same way right a little bit goofiness but also like dialed in you, <laughs> There's a lot of goofiness hiding under that beard. Where do you get this from? Where is this from? You come from a massive family. Is it, uh, you know, just being from that massive family? Or is it from grandma down the line that was like, had this personality? Because I got it from my grandmother, I think. I think it's, uh, my buddies in college called it the Grable charm, you know, <laughs> yeah. where, where I grew time, up. Yeah. They'd be like, if we had to talk to a teacher or something, he'd come up to me and be like, hey, you got the Grable charm today? And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and so, Away with people. Man. I think it's just, yeah, growing up in a small town, everyone kind of knows each other and talks to each other and bonds together. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I think growing up there helped me a lot. And, and yeah, just my experiences. My, I came from a big family. My dad was one of 14 kids. My oh, wow. mom was one of eight. And, and uh, we had big family gatherings all the time and huge sporting competitions. And, you know, it, it was uh, awesome. Like throwing log throwing and <laughs> I could just imagine. Horseback riding. Like, yeah, Kiesel log throwing competition at a family reunion. I think it was more like boulders. Just a, an elk herd. <laughs> at the... Wait, not to go off tangent, but you mentioned the cows and everything. We love the names. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Bill, or uh, Bull Appreciate Cower. Bull Cower. Yeah, we got Bull Cower. I think we had a couple in a call that we were ready to suggest you if you guys have uh, some options available in the future. I definitely want to get a few penguins out there. You got to, yeah. That's well, what we were saying. It's, so I, I feel like you got to have Malkin. How are we going to swing that one? I got um, Mario Lemoux. Lemoux, that's, that's a good pretty one. good. That Do you like that one? I liked Le Magnifique more. But Le Mugnifique? Le Mugnifique. We gotta get a little. You, you want to put a little moo into it. You gotta get a little yeah, cattle action on it, right? I like that a lot. Yeah. Yeah, it's been awesome. That really came from Steeler Nation. I mean, it was kind of when it's so good. COVID was happening, and yeah. my calves were being born, and I just was like, I'm gonna share this with everyone. Maybe they'll feel better. What do you? You got one? What about G Moo Malkin? Oh, I like that. G That's out of nowhere, dude. I just brain gets rolling here. Like yeah. his beard, my brain. They grow what do you have what are those longhorns but yeah. it's like different right like i is it a they're cool looking animal no they're a they're a langus well i have those too oh they're so, different so yeah he was on langus is this new breed i'm i'm getting fired he's up. a scientist which, uh, yeah. <laughs> he's a scientist. real scientific breeder <laughs> uh i have angus and i also have registered longhorn and and they're a lot of fun and I was working hard to try and keep them mixed matched and separated and stuff and finally one day I was just like go together <laughs> and and work this out together and it's been great you know because my longhorn bull he takes care of everybody and so yeah this year we got some langus coming to town and uh they're gonna they're gonna be great. I got an idea for you. Would you ever, uh, like, can you imagine, you know when the bus came back and he was in the bus and they brought him out on the field and it was like, it was like first home game of the year. Would you ever 
could you train one of your longhorns and like, can you imagine if you rode a longhorn? <laughs> That's what Swishum keeps telling me. He's like, look, we got to train. We got to train. Is one. there a reason why they're always running by themselves? Like you probably couldn't sit on them. Would you? Yeah, well, bucked, like, I, I think if you did some training, if you, you know, because people do shows and they That's show true, longhorns yeah, right. and you teach them to be halter trained. And, wow. and a lot of times, um, you know, when you're showing them and stuff like that, they really do become pets yeah. and you can, pretty much lead them anywhere and get up on them and you know down in texas i think swisham got to ride one that's why he's so excited about it he <laughs> he's like this is doable step up on one this yeah. is doable and uh you know they got the huge horns oh, yeah. and uh they're impressive so yeah he's he's saying we need to hit all the parades we need to go to every, <laughs> every county fair <laughs> And I'm like, all He's right, your buddy, if guy. you're going to be my writer guy, I'll, yeah. I'll definitely throw a saddle on one for you. Wait, can we talk about Swedish for a second? Because you had a good story about the... Uh, oh, yeah, you told me. Yeah. It's a hilarious thing. Like, this is, like, obviously awesome behind-the-scenes stuff, just getting to know you guys. But he had... The first thing when I asked about you to him, because I wanted to know what's going on in the room, you know, what you were like, because I just know you as a guy in the community, and Peel I see this guy, and I'm like, damn, this guy must have been an awesome teammate. Yeah. So... He's like, buddy, he had the best thing ever when I was going to kick. He'd t stick his beard in the air and the wind would be blowing. And what would you say? Alert. Alert windage. Alert windage, Swiss. <laughs> and it would blow in the wind. And then he always used to say, he used to go to him, don't miss. <laughs> it was kind of like a fun routine it became, right? And then maybe totally. loosened his, his mind in pressure totally. situations. Totally. It's, I mean, it's about making it fun and, and, um, Bringing some fun into and the it. The beard has its own place in that. Stressful. And you can tell, I mean, you can tell a little windage yeah. or I'd maybe pull a hair out and be like, okay, <laughs> we're good. A little left to right, buddy. Don't miss. <laughs> Alert windage. I thought that was a great That's story great. though. You know, like a way to, of you to get in there with relationships, but just a way to loosen a guy up in a, in a, in a real stressful situation. Well, his job is brutal. I mean, everyone doesn't, they look at a football player and you maybe don't look at Sean Swish and go, now that's a football player. <laughs> that's a bottle. But, but say. you know what? He it's a is. GQ bottle. <laughs> yeah. You say that guy's, that guy's a GQ. He's so handsome. <laughs> he cuts but, his own hair though. Like, come on. Oh, he's but so pretty. It looks perfect. He's so pretty. I love to, yeah. I love to tell Best him guy. that. Yeah, he is. But, you know, the game comes down to him. So I knew, like with those guys, Jeff Reed too, that, you know, the game comes down to you a lot of times. And so I wanted them to know, like, I believe in you guys and we're going to make this fun, but yeah. uh, make sure you make them. <laughs> <laughs> Just what he needed to hear before all of that. But yeah. alert windage. Alert I windage, my man. Integrate Ooh. that beautiful beard into football play, which is which is awesome. And he's coaching your daughter's team now? Yeah, my daughter's playing up with the Pens. It's so awesome. He's the head coach. He's such a fantastic coach. I call Swisham the kid whisperer. He's the greatest, I mean, most creative coach ever. He coached my son his very first year of hockey. And he has he's unbelievable. He has a real gift yeah. and he has a, a gift with these kids. So I'm just grateful that my daughter worked hard to get up on his team yeah. and, and uh, they're having an awesome year and, and winning a lot of hockey games and really gritty, you know? That's what I love about hockey. It's like everyone can play it, you know, uh, girls and boys and, and all of it just teaches you so much. And uh, so it's super fun because I knew nothing about hockey yeah. until I came to Pittsburgh. You yeah. had a good time too, yeah. right? Like you mentioned the beard influenced by the run, but also like you kind of came at a pretty golden age of oh Pittsburgh sports. Like for a lot of the current yeah. fans, their yeah. favorite years are probably your first few in Pittsburgh, right? It was incredible uh, to be able to come. And I mean, when I first got here, they weren't that good, you know? Yeah. and. Uh, then Mario's out there playing with Sydney, yeah. and uh, I was like, you know, I got to go see this. I got to go see this Crosby kid. And the fact that I could watch Mario too was just kind of icing on the top. And being able to watch those guys at Mellon and yeah. do the things they do, and then get Malkin and Flurry and Latang and uh, Armstrong. Yeah, Armstrong. Yeah, but first rounder. Who's he? Yeah. Some slug they traded before they Jack went. Jack Armstrong? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Neil walked on the moon. That's right. Armstrong, arm dog. <laughs> Bring the thunder. Yeah. 
I was saying though, like it's, it's awesome living here now post-career, your kids all play hockey, yeah. right? Like it's yeah. all of a sudden you're this hockey dad. Well, it can, really, I have my son to thank and I'm gonna tell you what, I love hockey so much. It's been such a blessing because, uh, you know, our whole family's involved. I'm such a hockey dad. We are such a I see your wife at the family. rink. I ran into you the other day. Uh, yeah, and, and, it's, and it's cool because it's just a big family. Yeah. Like hockey world, it's a huge family. and. Um, you know, it's it's super great, and I've learned to skate. You know, I lost the bet to you and yeah. was able to go out and learn to skate. But I really have to credit my oldest son. Um, he was younger, like seven or eight, and I was just kind of getting out of football and was dealing with those kind of emotions and ups and downs and, and transition life. And uh, so I was totally into, like, getting him ready for hockey and getting him to be the best player he could be. And he's like... <laughs> seven you know what i mean <laughs> and just like filming him and come on we got to watch this is what you need to do and yeah. i was all over it. that's awesome and uh but it came overwhelming to him you know he was just like dude like what's your deal all of a sudden you know you know we couldn't even go out to eat without me telling him he's got to do this and yeah, yeah. he's got to do that and uh, finally he was like you know dad you should try it it's not that easy because I was telling him he needs a transition. You got to transition from forward to backwards. <laughs> and he's like, you know, you should try it. It's not that easy. And I'm like, hockey, ice hockey is hard. I don't think so, dude. Anyone can play ice <laughs> yeah. hockey. You think the best athletes in the world are ice hockey players? No way. And he's like, try it, dad. And I was like, I'll try it. I can get on some skates. I'll I'll dance all around you, buddy. <laughs> Did skates even fit you when you yeah. got them? Jeez. No, I couldn't find any. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Luckily, Heinze, you know, yeah. he uh, yeah. hooked Pens me up with some skates. The picture. Yeah. Love Heinze. And then uh, uh, he hooked me up with some skates, and I got signed up to play in the father or the parent kid game against my kid's oh squirt my team. God. You, were you scared you were like? going to pancake a kid? I went out there, there opening. Just, oh, I told the kids, I was like, this big tree falls hard, all right? So if you get underneath me, prepare to get crushed. <laughs> yeah. But I went out and played, and I got the opening face-offs against my son. And I'm That's like, cool. I'm about to drive down on you. And I drove down and went to do a stop, popped my knee out, like no. went down hard. Yeah. I didn't know that. Oh, oh yeah. Wow. Tweaked my MCL right there and there. I'm laying on the ice and I'm just going, hockey is hard. <laughs> <laughs> but didn't, you know, I just kind of iced it up and got back out there. And, uh, you know, I've learned so much from my uh, our oldest son, really, because he's really the one that took it on. Morehouse yeah. gave him a bag of gear yeah. from Crosby. Yeah. You know, Crosby's the gear. Little yeah, yeah, the Learn Little to play Penguin program. stuff. Awesome. It's such an amazing program, yeah. you know. and getting kids involved with the start of hockey, but that's how it started. And, and all the kids have just kind of followed his suit. You know, he's been at the rink so much and, and been an inspiration to the other kids. So I'm proud of him. I just, I, I laugh kind of, cause I think, you know, Super Bowl champ a couple times, football guy, big personality, Steelers nation. And then I see you like on the jumbotron, like, in a penguin skating on the yeah. ice, like, are you ready to make Three, some two, noise? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You've totally like post football career transitioned into like this Pittsburgh character that has his hands in really all the sports. And of course we love having you around hockey. Oh my gosh. I feel so fortunate to be able to be up yeah. there, you know, and it's when awesome. it comes it gets up, me going, Bob. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I, uh, I, I appreciate it, you know, yeah. it's so cool for me to go, like we got to go to some games last year and with the kids yeah. and, and that'll come on and they're just like, dad, you're still up there, you know, <laughs> and it's like, yeah, I don't know, that's awesome. <laughs> so I love it, you know, I, I've learned and gained so much from this city, being able to get to know the Penguins, being able to get to know the Steelers, being able to get to know some of the Pirates. Um, you know, it's such a great sports town yeah. and it's fun because all of us are kind of like a big family and, yeah. and um, to be able to be kind of a hype guy or whatever, I take <laughs> a lot of pride in that and, and I take a lot of pride in Pittsburgh and, and kind of our culture here of how we play sports and how we work and, and how we live and the type of people we are. So. I'm honored that I get to still be up there because there's a lot of other people they could probably put up there. You know what's great too is you're born in Canada, you're born in Wyoming. I mean, to come out here 
and stay here. And you guys aren't the only people. I mean, I would say you're the majority. Like so many athletes, you just mentioned mm -hmm. across all the sports. Why? Like what about Pittsburgh? Yeah, I get asked that question a lot. Why? Why? What makes you stay here? As an ex-athlete. Yeah, for me, it's easy. It's it's the woods. I love the woods here. I love the history we have here. I I love the sports teams that are here. I love the entertainment that's here. Yeah. There's so many options that I can choose to do on a daily basis, mm -hmm. and uh, I think just. The foundation that we've built here. Uh, my kids were all born here, and we've just loved it here so much that we look around and there's like, there's no place better than right here. Yeah. So we don't want to go anywhere. I love uh, being diverse, you know, and having the diversity that we have in this city. And you can take them into different communities, and they they can see other cultures and see other people. And I think that's really important and really cool. Yeah, on a good scale too. Like the size of it is great. Like you can get around. We don't yeah. have like big city issues. Like I feel that way, you know, trying to get places. That's it's true. fairly comfortable, right? And then you're I think- You're through the Veterans Bridge and you're on the other side there of town. You go. Yeah, there you <laughs> go. <laughs> and then immersing yourself in the community, as you just mentioned, that's something I think everyone can notice about you. Uh, was that automatic for you post-career? I, I guess you probably did it during your career too but more so post-career where I've done a lot of things with you, Children's Hospital, um, Shear the Beard stuff. Yeah, like you, you're, you're so good yeah. at it. You're so great with people and you're so, I think so oh, helpful you, and like buddy. a valuable member to our community here just with Thanks, your presence Colby. and your leadership. Yeah, I think it's a real positive thing for our city. Thank you. We were fortunate when I was playing with the Steelers. We had a great community relations lady named Michelle Rosenthal. Yeah. And she's from Pittsburgh. She's from Squirrel Hill and grew up here and got that job. And she really took a lot of pride in getting us all to these different charity events. Mm -hmm. And it was, you know, we get you, you get one guy to kind of chair an event and then all of us would support each other, you yeah. know? If if we come to his, he's gonna come to mine, and I just mean that's the way it went. And uh, once you go and do a couple charity events and you get to see some of these kids and you get to see some of these lives you're impacting, yeah. uh, it just becomes, you know, something that resonates through your whole body and you just love it, you know? Yeah. I love making a difference and, and love just being personable and someone to show those kids you come up and talk to me and and uh, I'm just another dude. No, well, I think you're more than that and your teammates probably do too with the way you are. And the kids. Yeah, They're and the kids, yeah. yeah. Like I've been to events, yeah. like you, I mentioned it earlier, you should see this guy interview like a four-year-old. At the children's he, hospital. Um, uh, uh, like uh, the greatest yeah. kid interview person ever. Amazing <laughs> at it. It's a gift. Like it's the goofiness, right? but like, it's funny to look up yeah. there and see him interviewing a little kid and he's got a beard and he's like, he's like a mountain the of a beard. Yeah. Place. And it's like, this guy's just so delicate and sweet and with the children. They don't they know got what full to answer. Like, eyes going. What am I supposed full to say here? No, it's fun. I've always felt like I'm still a little kid. I mean, I'm turning 44 yeah. and, and, and this year and i still feel like a kid and I still feel you know, my kids sometimes now they're they're getting we have a freshman and then a sixth grader and a fourth grader and they're starting to be like, Come on, Dad, you gotta <laughs> stop doing that. You know, oh, and cool I'm now, just right? like Yeah, you yeah. gotta be cool. Yeah. Pull up and I'm like, Hey kid, what are you doing? <laughs> you know, it's cool. And they're just like <laughs> So it's fun. I, I, I Dick LeBeau taught us all that life is a gift and life is for living and mm -hmm. Age is just a number and, you know, and just stay into life and stay happy and, and what you bring to the table, and, you know, resonates through many. And so it's, it's something that I believe in and I just appreciate breathing and I appreciate being here and, you know, it's, it's, it's great. Uh, I want to know with all this and obviously, you know, successful and doing something you love, we'll talk about Mighty Oak, uh, but did you ever think coming out of football that you'd want to stay in the game, maybe coach or an yeah. opportunity in and around the Steelers maybe to sure. impact the, the organization in some way? Was that always there kind of on, on your mind? Yeah, I'm, I'm fortunate that I have a fantastic relationship with the Rooney family and, you know, Coach Tomlin and, and everyone down there in that building. It's such a, you know, 
a, a nice thing. Ike, Ike Taylor always says we're on lifetime scholarship there, you know? <laughs> That's a great way to and, and we can roll in and out of there, and it's fun because our team's like that, you know? The older guys come in and support the younger guys, and um, so it's one of those things that I, I mean, I will never shut the door on it, but, but when I got done playing football, I knew I had to get away from the game mm -hmm. uh, just because of the way I am, and I can become... I can snap a little bit when I'm in the football vibe. And even watching the Steelers, my kids have learned to keep their distance from me <laughs> because I kind of turned into that guy, you know? And, and um, so I knew I had to get away from it and, and just focus on raising my kids. And yeah. you know how it is running them from rink to rink. Like it's a job it's taking these hockey players to the all over. Oh my gosh. Right? So uh, I'm grateful though that I get to do that. And yeah. I'm grateful that that my schedule allows me that time to have with them in the car. I don't take for granted those those moments that you get to drive your kid to a tournament or somewhere and you have that one-on-one -on -one time with each other that you probably wouldn't have any other way. You know, if yeah. you're at home, they're doing whatever with their buds and you're doing whatever. So I, I really think that's special time that you can get with them and and uh, build your bond together. Yeah. When my kid goes to school, he catches a bus, it's, I think it's like 7.40 or something in the morning. And so I was like, I feel the same way. Like you're running them everywhere. You're so busy that you don't get to hang. So I'm like, dude, wake me up in the morning before you take off. For school, bro. Yeah, because he gets up, he's cool. He does all his own stuff. He gets himself ready. But it's like, I just wanted to sit there like just a fat dad, just chilling, trying to drink a coffee. Like, hey, how's it going? Like, you know? <laughs> You yeah, try to find those moments, but it's important, you right? You have to. You have to. Things get so busy, and time is is precious. Mm -hmm. You know, especially the time you have with your kids. I know yours are just yeah, little guy, little yeah. guy uh, but that's it's awesome. And you know, appreciate those little moments because they they do they vanish right before your eyes. We talked about Mighty Oak, and you've talked a little bit about you know how much you love being outdoors. You like hunting. You like fishing. How does that get parlayed into a, a whole business venture? I mean, that obviously is your life it's now. Or a big I, I, part hold of on, it. it's fitting though. The mountain of the man, loves the outdoors, yep. did it his whole life, near and dear to his heart, gets to oh, it's per, yeah. roll it into this awesome business concept that's probably like, it's not even like working. It's been amazing. You know, when I, when I first finished playing and I decided that I wasn't gonna, you know, cause coach T asked me if I wanted to, help and I mean that was on the table a little bit if mm -hmm. I wanted to be around and help and and do some stuff and I just kind of thought you know I I I needed to get away from the game and and I was like well, what am I gonna do I can't just sit here every day yeah, like I right. can't I can't do nothing and and I wanted to do something that that I knew I would enjoy that would offer me to kind of make my own schedule and and uh, something that I maybe was good at yeah. And uh, I thought about leadership and, and I thought about, you know, introducing people to fly fishing or whitewater rafting or, or hunting or something like that and, and doing it with teams, like Team bonding, corporate right? teams yeah, and cool. getting yeah. people out of the office and out into nature and spending some time to kind of get to know each other on a different level that, that, that should and will turn into better business and better relationships in the business world. So that's kind of how it started. It started with my teammates doing this type of stuff and, and uh, things around my house and growing up with my family and appreciating those special moments you have around a campfire after a fishing trip together when you're talking about that giant one that got <laughs> off or, and then you show the one that you got. Yeah. And, and you exchange money on the bets that are made yeah, or whatever, yeah. but it's just special time. And, and I've loved getting to know, you know, different teams around Pittsburgh, like Coppers and 84 Lumber and Price Waterhouse. And, uh, you know, it's just been, it's been great. Have you got any penguins out? Did you do anything with Berkey? Have you got them out yet? Yeah. Berkey, Berkey's taken me hunting before. I know he loves it. Uh, so it makes sense that you got his, your hands on him already in, in Pittsburgh here. Yeah, I'm sitting around watching a Penguin game, uh, <laughs> and uh, the game gets over, and, and they win, and I get this text out of nowhere. I didn't know the number, and he's like, Kiesel, Burke here, how you doing? And I'm just like, Burke? Burke? What Burke? And I'm <laughs> yeah. like, I'm good. 
who is this? And he's like, you know, Burke from the Penguins, yeah. Brian Burke. Brian and Burke, I'm yeah. like, oh my God, I'm great. How are you? And, you know, we started talking back and forth and uh, I was able to take him turkey hunting up at my farm. And, Let's go. And That's great. Uh, it was awesome to sit down with him in my cabin and listen to his stories about old time hockey yeah. and growing up in hockey and and the history he has like in a the life game, in hockey, right? which Literally. I really didn't, yeah. you know, I, I didn't really put that together. I didn't know that at the time. Um, and so it was fun to hear his stories. And then, you know, I totally had him lined up on a bird too, a perfect bird the next morning. And I'm like, this other one was coming from behind us. And so I'm like, turn around, turn around. And he's like, are you kidding me? And I'm like, yeah, you can turn around because his knees aren't what they yeah. used to be. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> so he well, didn't just, want to mess his hair up either, probably. His no. hair was looking good. Oh, yeah. He's got the yeah. slick. He's yeah, got yeah. the slick. And he gets turned around, and the turkey comes right back where he was. The oh, first. no. <laughs> You're making him move too much. <laughs> and he just looks over at me like, way to go. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But we had a great time, and, uh, you know, it was fun to share a, a little bit of the outdoors yeah. and a little bit of our our life together and get to know each other a little bit and he was so nice when they were doing the young guys camp up here in the spring you know when you had all the draft picks yeah. and, the, and the and the kids up there uh he invited us up there and he took took my kids and i you know behind the scenes a little bit yeah. in there and you know my kids are all hockey kids so they're just like oh my gosh can't believe this is going on you know bluger comes walking by and jacob's like that's bluger right there yeah yeah. <laughs> Isn't that great? But it's crazy because they get around the football field and they're just like, oh, yeah, hey, coach, on. what's up? You know, they, yeah. they don't yeah. act like that. But around hockey, there are stars in their eyes. Yeah, that's awesome to be able to see behind the scenes it like that. It was great for him to do that. He's yeah. just a super guy. And, um, you know, I'm glad he's a penguin. And so how many Steelers, how, how many Penguins games are we going to see? Uh, you get, how many do you get to? You got 41 to choose Let's from. Let's go. Oh, I'm going to be to a ton. As many as you can with the kids, I love eh? coming down. The kids love coming down. We, it's a part of our family tradition yeah. in the fall and in the spring uh, to come down. You better believe if we're not down there, we're definitely glued into the TV and listening to you guys. And, yeah. you know, uh, we absolutely love hockey and we absolutely love the pittsburgh penguins and uh we're looking for another cup run before these yeah. three amigos yeah. uh hanging up it's, i mean history i talked to the kids like 17 years those guys Nuts. have been yeah. playing together and how cool is it that the organization yeah. was able to keep them together that long and and it's an nhl record probably never be broken it's i think it's just norm. fantastic it's not no we're witnessing yeah. uh something that won't happen again yeah. so we really got to appreciate it and hope that the other pieces to the puzzle know what's up and they bring it to the table and let's <laughs> Let's hoist another Stanley Cup yeah, here. A guy that knows the surrounding pieces in the locker room and how important it is day to day. There it is, Penguins fans, there it is. All right, that is The Shift with Brett Kiesel. Thanks for being here. Thank you, Josh. The man. Shift the, me in. The beard, Pittsburgh <laughs> the legend. Beard.